Represent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Man, nobody worried about that Michigan Wolverine shirt. They'll fall back into oblivion. Ain't nobody worried about Michigan Wolverines. Well, right it's- now, until we get to oblivion, see what it say. I, I, I miss okay. Michigan did that thing, man. Congrats on your second national title since World War II. Well, then, <laughs> is what have you done for me lately? What up, Juice? <laughs> what I got to say about that? What's happening? What up, fellas? Y'all know what it is. Just no sports show. Y'all know what it is. Just no sports show. We back at this thing. Got a, a little enthusiastic uh, message from a boy. Dre Lindell, he said, I know the doc and the producer and just North Sports are going to run a Super Bowl show. So here we are. Y'all know what it is. We're doing this Facebook Live thing right now. We ain't had no production on no Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So I ain't even going to give y'all that rundown. Producer, capital P-R-O. That's right, the producer. But we finna get back to producing, and that's just what that is. What up, fellas? I see uh, we got some AFC championship. And NFC Championship predictions, right? What y'all think about this Super Bowl? Like, for real, for real. Give me, give, give me the ins and outs. What y'all got going on? Anybody jump in there? Let's make it pop. I feel like um, I feel like it's going to be a defensive clash, but I also feel like it's going to be an offensive clash, too. I, well, I think they uh, got the spread at 27. Was it 27 or 47? 27? 47. 47 total points, right? I think it's going to be more than 47. I really do, man, because I, I don't think the de- I, I think the defense is gonna hold for a little while, but I think somebody gonna they gonna both bend. They ain't gonna break, but they gonna bend enough to get them points up there. I think it's gonna be a live game, honestly, because they they got offense on both sides. Both sides know how to uh, move the ball up and down the field. Purdy is no joke. I know people have been clowning Purdy and whatever you want to say about the man. This man is Mister Irrelevant. And he's got his team in the Super Bowl. And you can't argue with that, man. Those are facts. And they take care of the ball. They got two great wide receivers. They got back at the ball. So, Kansas City has a pretty good defense. We saw what they did to Lamar Jackson in his run game. And their running game completely got wiped out. So we shall see. But like I said, I feel like it's going to be a good offensive game, too. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, man. I kind of feel like it's going to be going spurts. You know what I'm saying? Defense is going to be locking it down. Offense is going to break through. Then you're going to get the offensive runs and everything as well. So uh, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game, but I think it's going to have some lulls in there where the defense is really holding it down and and, uh, making it pretty hard and pretty difficult on both of these offenses. But they're both high-powered offenses that can score at will. So uh, it's going to be a good matchup, man. I think it's going to be one for the uh, record books. Yeah, guys. Um, I went back and looked at the 2020 Super Bowl when they, these two teams faced each other. Um, 49ers had a chance to win it, but as we all know, Jimmy G couldn't make the throw. Um, but this time around, I think uh, you know Brock Purdy's. I think Brock Purdy's a much better quarterback, and he's got all the weapons that he needs to get it done. But I've been overlooking the Chiefs defense all year. Like they've just been wreaking havoc on everybody they've played. And the 49ers defense, they, they don't look as strong as, as as they've looked in the past. 
So I'm I'm giving the edge to Kansas City because they've they've hit their stride on offense and their defense is great too. So I got the Chiefs winning it. What you got, Don? I know what Greasy gonna say. Well, my analysis of, analysis of all this is uh, I'm a firm believer in Super Bowl history. Uh, you know, um, the Cowboys faced the Steelers in the 70s within a uh, three-year span or a five-year span. And, uh, then we had the Bengals facing the 49ers. All these rematches. And rematches within these spans, um, they don't fare too well for the second time. Um, but I was told to go with history tonight. I was told that. And uh, Dallas and Frisco are the tales of two cities. Dallas, five Super Bowl victories, three Super Bowl losses. Frisco, five Super Bowl victories, two Super Bowl. Give me the cheese, baby. Give me the goddamn. Oh. Give me the cheese. In a surprising move. Give me the cheese. Stick with cheese. He has gone against Bang Bang Niner Gang. I'm all about history, baby. When you see that paper on the wall, it says political science. It doesn't say anything else. <laughs> Give it a cheese in history. <laughs> wow, if he's going with the Kansas City Chiefs. So look, before I jump into my prediction, y'all noticed that the Green Bay Packers were losing to the Green Bay. No, San Francisco 49ers were losing to the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round, right? Mm-hmm. And they were also trailing in the NFC Championship uh, to, uh, against the Detroit Lions. Give me a second. Let me shake this rust off. I'm going to bring it on home. I always do. So the read on Brock Purdy is, is if you take away his first read, which is Kittle, or if you can on McCaffrey, then he's going to struggle and you bring a little pressure. He'll fold. And that's basically what Detroit was trying to do. Aaron Glenn was trying to bring a little pressure. Joe Barry was bringing a little pressure with the defensive uh, scheme for the Green Bay Packers. They took away McCaffrey, they took away Kittle, made it kind of deep for him to hit IU, and they really just don't have that burning wide receiver to go deep. I find that ironic that Brock Purdy beat the Green Bay Packers in the Detroit line with his legs, which is something they had in the first place with Trey Lance. But that's neither here nor there. Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys. With this particular game, I don't see a shootout. And if it is a shootout, San Francisco is going to lose. It's not going to favor San Francisco. I don't see Kansas City necessarily having the weapons outside of Travis Kelsey to be able to keep up. I think if San Francisco scores 27 points, they'll win this ball game. If by hook or crook, it gets up into the 30s or 40s, you're playing right into the hands of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We know Spagnuolo is going to bring the blitz. This is a Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey game. And for the love of God, if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, we do not want to see the 49ers average 6.7 yards per rush as they did in the Super Bowl in 2019. And for some reason, put the hands, put the ball game in the hands of Jimmy G. A dumb catastrophe. I still can't explain why they decided to do that. If you're averaging 6.7 yards per rush, 
Yeah. By all means, just keep running the ball. With this particular game, I'm going San Francisco 27, and I'm going to go Kansas City 23. That's what it is. I expect to see Kelsey outside the numbers a lot. You don't want to run Kelsey into Greenlaw and Fred Warner on the inside a lot. That's my analysis on it. He'll make his plays. It's Travis Kelsey and Greenlaw and those two inside backers. They'll make their plays. It's a battle of all pros. But where San Francisco is weak at, Ambry Thomas, Michigan, <clears throat> and their cornerback. That's that's where they caught a weekend. So I, I expect to see, you know, Kelsey on the outside of the numbers, outside the hashes, trying to get some one-on-ones with some of those cornerbacks. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, if it's a downhill game, I don't think Kansas City will be able to handle the San Francisco front four, even though San Francisco has been getting beat up in the run. I don't think Kansas City makes a living of just running the ball with Isaiah Pacheco. Kansas City has some issues on the offensive line. One Offensive linemen in particular did not play in the AFC Championship. Baltimore was unable to expose it. I think San Francisco can. I'm going a close one. I'm going a good one for the ages, but I'm taking the 49ers in this one. I was gifted a 1986 Coca-Cola. It's fresh in the bottle, still in the bottle. San Francisco 49ers Coca-Cola bottle, and I'm going to hold on to that thing. So I'm going 49ers 27. Give me Kansas City 23. And that's what that is. I think I had San Francisco and the Jets in the Super Bowl before that catastrophe happened with Aaron Rodgers, but I definitely had them First facing play. off against, against uh, I had them facing off against Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Baltimore, they just, it is what it is. They're going to have to fix them. They had, they, had it, they had it all laid out, and if you don't win that ball game, you got to ask yourself, what's really going on? Doc. You yes. say you were gifted a 1986 Coca-Cola bottle, correct? Yes. You yes. won the Super Bowl in 1986. The New York Football Giants. Yes. Who did Super they Bowl beat? State. Who did Super they beat in the NFC Championship? Uh, the Washington Redskins. They defeated the 49ers 49 to three in the divisional round. <laughs> So why are you picking the 49ers? Because I think they're a better, I think they're a better team this this time going around. Uh Kansas City doesn't have the same offense. And I think San Francisco has just enough. And Brock Purdy's making plays with his legs, which so, we haven't seen until the divisional round and in the conference championship. So I'm gonna so go with San Francisco based off the strength. They got a little bit better quarterback play. And that I, if they score 27, I don't believe Kansas City has enough to, to keep pace with. Hold so, on, Greasy. So let me give you an interesting fact about uh, teams that win in a rematch. Each one of them have okay. been the third time around. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Cowboys, Steelers, 49ers, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to count uh, – we're not going to count things that, you know, was outside of a 10-year span because you don't have the same players, um, mm-hmm. a la Pittsburgh and Dallas in um, mm-hmm. the 95 season. We don't count that because there was mm-hmm. no Starbuck. There was no Bradshaw. But this mm-hmm. time around, um, it's, it's the same key players, but just a different quarterback. Uh, I think this KC team is just that good. And mm-hmm. this is coming from a Raider fan. Uh, they find ways to win. Uh, Mahomes will always play flawless. 
in these games. Um, we will see what Brady would do. Uh, not Brady, Purdy would do. Even though I would love to see the 49ers win, but mm, history, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I, I can't me, do it. Let me uh, throw this out here real quick. Two things. One, uh, I got the uh, Chiefs winning 38 to 35. But I also want to add this. You saw what they did to Lamar Jackson on the, on the running quarterback. So you would definitely say that Lamar is a way better running quarterback than Brock Purdy. There's a difference so, between running but, quarterback right, and Right, you got running and scrambling, right. So scrambling, running, not a run. I, I, honestly, I honestly feel like that if they can contain Lamar Jackson, they're definitely going to contain Brock Purdy. Oh, Lord. It, it, it come Big E. What, what you got to say, Big E? Here we go. And, and, I, uh, bandwagon. I told y'all, do not drink that Lamar Jackson Kool-Aid. Y'all drunk it. Now you punch drunk. Not punch drunk, but not a punch, but alcohol in the punch, y'all. <laughs> but come on, baby, come on. I mean, I'm going to keep it on the game we talking about. I'm not going to get back into the Lamar Jackson debate. I just think at the end of the day, Kansas City get enough pressure with their front four to where it's going to already give Purdy enough problems. He's not going to have time to look downfield. And when he does get get that opportunity to look downfield or he tries to scramble, I mean, I think that the Kansas City's defense plays wide and plays fast. You know what I mean? So they get from sideline to sideline. They don't give up a lot of big plays. So uh, – and that's really how how uh, San Fran ended up beating Detroit is because they had made the big plays at the time they needed to make the big plays. And I think Kansas City's defense is going to be a little bit more disciplined than that. So um, I got Kansas City winning this game. I think it's still going to be close. Um, but I got Kansas City essentially winning this game 31-28. Oh, check this out too, fellas. agree with you. Hey. you one point. Frisco, you you uh, what? four won't get any pressure. That's a good point. Say what? That's a good point. That's a Frisco's good point. That's a good point. That's a good right, right. I, and I wasn't talking about That's Frisco. I was talking about Kansas City's front four. Well, but no, yeah. man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kansas City front front four will not get any pressure. They will do just enough, um, you know, to uh, zone up Brock, uh, Brock Purdy. But as far as pressure by these D lines, we see uh, Chase Young come over here. Done absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Is not, it's, he show up sometime. Outside of Jones on that Chiefs defensive line, it's like, okay, now what? Um, well, to me, it's like I said in the, in the very beginning of the season. I said in order for Kansas City to make a run, they're going to need Chris Jones back on that defensive line. And once they got him back on that defensive line, he was the anchor for that defense going forward. So they're not – Although they statistically they compete and they they contain when needed, I mm-hmm. think at the end of the day they make just enough plays. Which is the example with the Baltimore game, they made just enough plays even when they were giving up the yardage yep. from yep. from uh, case by case situation. Mm-hmm. They they are disciplined when they need to be di- disciplined, and they will bring pressure too. So I think Purdy's going to have a long day, but I still think Purdy's going to be the true game manager in a sense you know i think shanahan is going to try to dial up a scheme that saves him from himself and uh, i think he's going to really rely on his playmakers but i think kansas city is going to make them work 
So he's going to have to make the right decision every time out in order for San Fran to stay in this game or it'll be a blowout. Okay, so the key for this game for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, tackling, 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 tackling. A lot of people are sleeping on the fact that Kansas City is very, very good in man-to-man, which allows Spagnuolo to blitz. If you watch the Baltimore game, you notice that they blitz pretty much Jackson in the submission. Where the screen plays were for Baltimore, I have no idea. Baltimore led the league in rushing and decided in the AFC Championship they was going to turn into the 84 Dolphins and pass the ball almost 85% of the time. I have no idea where that game plan came from. It was That's what there. But when you're dealing with Kyle Shanahan, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get wide zone. You're going to get motion. You're going to get wide zone. You're going to get Kittle. You're going to get Kittle underneath, crackback block, wide zone. You're going to get Debo, wide zone, but it's a sweep. You know what you're going to get. And then off the wide zone, you're going to get the play action. You know what it is. Shanahan's been running this since his daddy took Denver back-to-back in 97 and 98. You're going to get that Alex Gibbs wide zone. Kansas City is missing their best pass rusher. If they're going to generate any pressure, Chris Jones is going to have to play in the middle. I don't see them moving him to the outside, especially where he's going to have to face all pro Trent Williams. Sneed is a very good outside corner. Um, he can hold his own against Debo and IU. I think the key for the game, if you're San Francisco, is uh, ball control. You do not want to get in the shootout. So, question, fellas, if you are the Kansas City Chiefs and you plan on blitzing and you're on the other side of the field and you're Kyle Shanahan, how do you counter Spag know you're blitzing? What's the play? What are we going to do? You know Spag is going to bring the heat. We've seen it. He, he brought the heat on Josh Allen. He brought the heat on Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson. He's the defensive coordinator that brought pressure on Tom Brady, and they ended up being 18-1. and one. He beat Tom Brady twice. Spags is going to blitz. He's not going to sit back and let you get comfortable. So if you're the San Francisco 49ers, if you know this coming, is this a Christian McCaffrey game? Is this a lining up Debo? Is it a, is it a juice? Is it a use check game? What, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because you know the heat is coming. I, I was going to say – some sort of screen, maybe a bubble screen to Debo or, you know, halfback screen to McCaffrey or maybe, you know, look for a one-on-one with uh, with IU, something like that. That's probably what I would do. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Blitz is going to bring one-on-one opportunities down the field. So I would use uh, Debo and uh, McCaffrey as decoys on some occasions. I'll get them established with the running game first. You know what I mean, and, and try my try our best to get, you know, move the ball with the run game because that's gonna gonna be the bread and butter for San Fran as far as being able to establish it. Now they don't have to go crazy with it and rush for 150 yards, but they got to be able to run the ball when it counts. If they can move the ball like that, that's gonna open up everything else for that offense. But if they can't move the ball, if they can't run the ball, then it's gonna be a long day for Purdy. It's gonna be a long day for San Fran because they're gonna bring that pressure to where Purdy going to get off his spot and he's going to be making some bad throws downfield. That's so, it. That's it. you know. I'm not going to rock with that. Uh, my, th- my thing with this, uh, as far as the pressure, uh, it always comes down to situational football and watching game film. Uh, if you're going to bring an inside pass rush on me and uh, we could check off at the line, uh, I would love to run some outside just like John Riggins did in uh, Super Bowl 17, and you're going to have one man to beat, and it's usually the safety. If you bring it outside, we're going to run the ball inside. You know, we need to uh, block the outside up and uh, jam you up the middle, and we'll get you like Larry Zonka 
in the uh, Redskins uh, against the Redskins in Super Bowl seven. But as far as passing the football uh, on these uh, on these blitz or uh, or just showing blitz, uh, you got to hit a, a bunch of quick hitters. Uh, whether it's uh, a quick slant in or uh, now, as far as 49ers uh, uh, go, you don't have that big possession guy that you could throw a fade route to, and he come down with that snag. And the worst case, uh, worst place possible you have to keep these safeties guessing uh whether uh you're doing a corner or post corner uh with a fly route on the outside or a post corner with a corner you're gonna have to keep these safeties guessing on, on this uh pressure and like i said we're gonna the 49ers are gonna have to seal this line not only seal this line they're gonna have to make per Purdy and the fellas are going to have to make the right adjustments in the first half and the second half. Uh, take it films. I, I hope everybody has watched the field for the 49ers to make these adjustments. Because uh, Spags, uh, Spags is almost like Belichick. Uh, and I stated this in the AFC Championship game. Lamar Jackson will not have a big day. Because he like he's a running QB. It's, it's one, two, bang, out the back door. Or he's going to try to slip out the back door. But the best way to get pressure on a QB is up the middle. And like I said, 49ers, quick hitters, uh, no quick outs. That's not going to work. Bubble screens, be careful. Uh, because if the Chiefs are studying uh, Raider tapes, you're going to get burned. And you will get picked off on a bubble screen. Other than that, like I said, you got to keep these safeties guessing. You got to keep them guessing. Got to mix it up. Uh, every, you know, the first 10, 20 plays are scripted. You know what you're going to come out with. But uh, as far as running the football, take the blitz where they want to go. Don't try to redirect them. Take them where they want to go. If you want to blitz wide, take them wide. If you want to come in, take them in. The quarterback needs to have enough sense to take a side step and have a pocket presence to make the throws necessary down the field. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's one thing that I don't really worry about Purdy is he does have good pocket awareness for the most part. You know, uh, I think when he gets to struggling is when he's trying to stay in that pocket too long and he's got to look over them big linemen trying to throw the ball downfield. So if if he stretches that pocket, you know, he moves that pocket, then he's going to be able to make those throws downfield, hands down, you know. And and you were saying they don't have a big play uh, receiver downfield. I'm, I'm going to tell a you big guy. a big guy. Well, uh, true enough, know, big guy. But yeah. he still got some size to him. And I think uh, Jennings might be a different difference maker for him downfield. He always seems to come up with those uh, big plays when when mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like there's a play to be had, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think he's gonna, he's going to have a solid game, uh, in, you know, in the Super Bowl as well. And I think it's I think it's gonna be a matchup, man. I think we got two great um, coaching philosophies uh, from the from an older generation to a younger generation. Uh, defenses are both playing lights out. You got uh, the 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 new uh, heir apparent face of the league and Pat Mahomes, and you got mm-hmm. the guy that they want to anoint and Purdy going at at each other. So, and you got Taylor Swift. 
Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I'm going to just say this at the end of the day. It's about money, and she did generate over $300 million for Kansas City and the NFL with her presence. But I'll say this, man. I will be pulling lime and left and right. I'm definitely uh, throwing in a, a double tight end set. I mean, because at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta mix. You're gonna have to take take everything and mix it all up in one big pot. You gonna have to do it, throw it all at them to really keep them guessing, like Greasy said. And I definitely would be. I, I'd have a bunch of pulling linemen, and I'm definitely using a, a, a double tight end set. You know, whether he's in one of, one of the tight ends stay to block, or hell, both of them stay to block. But you got you, you got somebody that's uh, really agile too. I would use a tight end over an extra lineman any day. And uh, I want to say this, too, because I forgot to say it earlier. One thing that none of us have, have, have shouted out is that right now, Pat Mahomes has a chance to be deemed the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Right now, not two Super Bowls from now, three Super Bowls from now. We're talking about right now. If he wins – the Super Bowl on Sunday, he will be better than Tom Brady. The first six. Years. How y'all feel about that? Just think Pat about it. like, like he's, his his first six years are completely better than Tom Brady. Do I need to give it to him? Uh, do I need to give it to him? Give it to him, baby, because we already talked about it. I'm gonna give it to everybody like this. Uh, you know, me being a big Raider fan, Pat Mahomes, and is everybody else. I don't care if you're Brock Purdy. Uh, you saw this with Lamar. Now, uh, well, Lamar, the the, the Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, all that. Mahomes is in a, a, a tier of his own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, there are cats that have gotten him, uh, whether it's Allen in the regular season or Burrow in the postseason. So they're nipping at the heels, but Lamar mm-hmm. – he hasn't gotten there yet. Do I think Lamar will get there? Yes. You put in the time and the work. and Because uh, quarterback is a hard position to play. You have to know where everyone is on, where everyone is at on the field at all times. This is not playing receiver, running back, or whatever. But Pat Mahomes is that dude. As far as Brady with the mechanics and this and that, Brady had great – no, well, not great footwork. He had sound footwork. But Mahomes has good footwork and escape capabilities. Mahomes, like most, this is where the game gets confusing. They think Mahomes is a running quarterback. No, he's not. A running quarterback escapes out the back pocket. A scrambling quarterback runs when necessary and steps up in the pocket. And this is Mahomes. He's very slippery, get loose, and we see this Mahomes match. And I hate that the fact that this guy is in my division, but I'm going to give my homes the utmost respect. And I got to deal with this for the next five, ten seasons. And uh, he's that guy at the end of the so, day. So I, speaking, I, on the, speaking, on the, speaking on the greasy, let's talk about what we talked about. Him being that guy means what? We're comparing him to the greatest already. So how are we able to compare him to the greatest right now in Tom Brady? How is that possible? Uh, the reason why it's possible because, uh, you know, 
as with Brady, we take these first uh, six seasons and uh, we look at the numbers, uh, we look at the plays, and uh, I heard people that, you know, that was on the Baltimore side say, all great quarterbacks throw into the triple coverage. No. <laughs> all great quarterbacks do not throw into triple coverage when the game is on the line. Who said that? Who said that? I'm going to keep names anonymous. <laughs> Great quarterbacks do not throw in triple coverage when the game is on the line. They throw the ball away. They do not. Read those messages, Doc. All great quarterbacks throwing the triple coverage? No. No, no, no. Now, when the game on the line, have y'all seen Montana do it? He did it on sprint right option. And when you're in the red zone, you throw it at the top of the hill. Meaning my guy can catch it or nobody else. But all great quarterbacks throw in the triple coverage. Who I I don't don't even want to put that out there like that, dog. Hey, just get the scrolling, bro. All great quarterbacks throwing the triple coverage. That's one of the most double, maybe triple hell, foolish, irresponsible comments I've ever heard in all my years of listening and trying to produce sports uh, content. That's stupid. Not all great quarterbacks. So Patrick Mahomes is indeed great. He is indeed doing his thing, but nobody, nobody did it better than the original Joe Cool. Sorry, Joe Burrow, number 16 from the University of Notre Dame. Stood about six foot, 205, 210 pounds, soaking wet. I know Tom Brady has the hardware, but if you got a one game to save your life, give me Joe Cool. And if it's under two minutes, give me Joe Cool. Patrick Mahomes has it all. He got a stronger arm. He can move better. He can do this and he can do that. But when it's nut cutting time and it's time to win, yeah, you can save all that and you can have Tom Brady. I want Joe Montana. So before I elevate him, to being better than Tom Brady. And I'll I, I play the ring game with this one. I don't got time to argue with everybody about why I think Joe Montana's the best, besides the fact that he never threw interception in the Super Bowl and he never lost. Say that again, people in the back dock. Because he game. never lost in the Super Bowl and he did throw zero interceptions in the Thank Super Bowl. You. I'm not going to argue that tonight. But I'm going to play the ring game, and I'm going to say that Joe Montana, I'm going to say that Tom Brady is the GOAT. But before we put Patrick Mahomes up there in the category of being better than Tom Brady, even if he wins this Super Bowl, he's already lost the Super Bowl, and he's already thrown about three interceptions in the Super Bowl. So with that being said, give me the guy that you're not going to intercept in the Super Bowl, and he's not going to lose. I guess the same thing with the Jordan and LeBron things. You can't have it both ways. LeBron's got four titles, Mike's 6-0. LeBron may end up with five. At the most, he might not. He may be on his way out, but you can't have it both ways. So with that being said, I want to bring up another topic, ladies and gentlemen, co-hosts. So we're once that time of the year where if you turn to the NFL Network or if you turn to ESPN Classic or whatever, you will see Super Bowl starting back from Super Bowl one all the way to the Super Bowl of last year when the Kansas City Chiefs beat Philadelphia Eagles. What's your favorite Super Bowl highlight? I dropped mine today in the text thread. I love that 1984 49ers documentary. I think John Facenda had just left. His last production he did was the 83 Raiders when they dismantled the Washington Redskins. Ken Law shut down John Riggins and they destroyed the Redskins and they handed Joe Theismann butt on the plate and the plate was broke. I can't remember who actually narrated that one, 
but I like the 15 and 1, 1984 49ers. That's the best documentary I've seen as far as how a Super Bowl team totally annihilated Dan Marino. They went nickel, and the Duper, sorry, the Marx brothers, they had never seen it, and they was just too fast. And if you look at how they just broke down, how they were able to dismantle Miami, it said they were running defenses from the 70s, and they had never seen a running back. That's first Super Bowl I remember winning. And Roger Craig went hog wild. So that's mine. Give me the 1984 49ers documentary. It's called Masters of the Game. Check it out on YouTube or if you're looking in through the old analogs of Super Bowl history and you happen to see one. That's mine. 1985, I rose Bowl Stadium. No, Stanford Stadium. Stanford. Yeah. Uh my greatest Super Bowl memory, and I might have to piggyback off of your doc with the John Facenda. Uh, I want to bring up a little bit of uh, history in the Super Bowl and NFL. Teams that have broken the single season scoring record have never won the Super Bowl. Never. The first team to accomplish that was the 83 Redskins. And, uh, my favorite Super Bowl Sunday was Black Sunday. Marcus Allen, 191 yards on the ground. You had interception by uh, by uh, Jack Square, black punt by Lester, recovered by uh, uh, Jensen. These Raiders, man, uh, everybody picked the skins to get them down there in Temple. It didn't figure that way. Uh, the season was 83. The Super Bowl was 84. Uh, those Raiders, uh, something else. There have been many great teams. I'm going to say it like John Fasson. There's been many great teams. They've come from Green Bay. They've come from Pittsburgh. But none have matched the muscle and the might. <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> no, that that thing. And then when John Facenda said, "Mark is out running into the night," spoke volumes for me. Who's next? Yeah, I remember that. That was his last. That was his last show. That was his last Super Bowl. Just win, baby. That was his last. Uh, yeah. That was his last uh, production with NFL Films, the 1983 Raiders and 1984 49ers. How about it, Juice, man? What you got? Oh, man. I th There's so many to choose from. Right, man. We didn't ask you for so many. We just wanted hey, to know. Hey, man, let me go, man. <laughs> I'm not going to man. Juice, man, I need for me. Let me ask you all that. Let me ask you for all six Super Bowl highlights. Super Bowl 13. Hey, I'm gonna go, go ahead and be quick, man. Uh, 10 or 13, Juice. <laughs> 10 or 13. What's Super Bowl? 10 or 13. 10 or 13? Oh. <laughs> Which one? I hopefully you say 10. <laughs> nah, man, I'm actually gonna go with. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. That's a good one. Now, Super Bowl 10 and 13, I would say my vote, I would go 13 just because Dallas was. I would go to come 10 because of Squaw. I'd go yeah. 10 because Squaw. 
I'm gonna go 13, and then you gotta remember Jackie Smith dropped the ball. Franco Harris, uh, Rocky Blair, yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Henderson. He strips uh, Terry. Hey Bailey. man, y'all gonna let Deuce say what you want to say? Hey man, Deuce, don't say. I'm a, hey, I'm gonna I'm give this one a close second, man. Uh, Super Bowl 43, Steelers and Cardinals. I thought I thought they were I thought the Steelers right, were gonna Sam lose. Sam, I thought the Steelers were gonna lose to the freaking Cardinals, man. But Nah, big big Ben threw a dart in the, in the corner of the end zone to Santonio Holmes, and then James Harrison, Harrison's interception. Yeah, uh, before Indeed. halftime. Okay, that was I, I got I got to put that in there too. That was a good production. Yeah. That was a good. That was a that was a good one too. I, All right, we're just gonna skip over the big because we don't want to hear anything on. about the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to hear nothing about the Cowboys. See, and yeah, that's where y'all messed up because that wasn't even right, what I said. Let me tell this nugget out here. Hey, see, and I wasn't even picking the Cowboys situation, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, Juice Man, when he brought up that San Antonio Holmes, that was one of my one of my moments. That one, and this one's gonna surprise you. The David Tyree catch. Mm, okay. okay. David Tyree catch. Yeah, that was a catch. That's a good one. <laughs> a heck of a catch. Mm-hmm. A hell of a catch, Juice Man. <laughs> yep. Anytime you can see them Patriots get busted, I'm all yeah. for that. <laughs> yes, sir. Well. I yes, sir. You gotta know it. So. Well, yeah. we got it. I mean, so that's a wrap, man. So, so, coach, so coach Hurd don't get to drop his? That's how y'all going to do me? Oh, I thought, like oh, no, nah, no, no, I thought you would. Oh, no, I thought you would. So, no, so I'm going to make it real quick for y'all. Oh, all, no, all, no, I'm no, no. Is, all I'm going to say is most valuable player in 1986. Phil Sims? Play defense. Lawrence so what? So what? You taking Super Bowl twenty one? The eighty, the eighty six Giants. Okay, Phil Sims uh, had the highest uh, completion percentage in the Super Bowl. That's Phil Sims. Lawrence Taylor did not win MVP of that Super Bowl. That's what. No. You no, sure? That was Phil Sims. Yeah, Phil Sims oh. won that. Lawrence Taylor. That was that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good film. I Let like that. Phil Sims. Phil Sims only threw two incomplete passes. Fourteen and two. Wow. What that take? Impressive. Crush the Crush the 49ers. Yeah. Hold on. What? What? Wait. Wait. What? Yeah, they yeah. beat the brakes out the 49ers. Bro. Not in the Super Bowl. No. 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 Oh. Okay. On, on the on the road to the Super Bowl. My fault. On the road to the Super Bowl, they beat the San Francisco 49ers 49 to three. They had a first yeah. round bye because they had the best record in the NFL, and then I think. Wait a minute. This is, this is 80s. We're talking 86, right? 86, 86, yeah. Yeah, the 86 no. Giants. 86 Giants. Yeah. They got the giant uh they they, they got the red Okay, okay. There we go. Yeah, Schrader. they beat, yeah. Remember Grace Schrader right. waved right. off uh uh Doug Williams. Yeah, that's right, off. that's right. They beat Washington 17 to 0. I remember watching it. I remember watching it in NFC. I remember watching that NFC Championship game against Washington. Washington kept punting the ball. And the ball never went anywhere. They ended up beating the Broncos in the Super Bowl. And they remember the wind was swirling, Doc? Remember the wind? The wind was swirling. Yeah, the, the wind, wind was swirling. Was I remember that. That was a real good team. That was a real good team. Uh, Banks and the Gatorade dump on Parcel. That, that was a real good team. That was a real, real good team. They were, uh, yeah, Lawrence Taylor, Banks. 
uh, Gary Reasons, uh, Leonard Marshall, that whole defensive bunch. They got out there. Joe Morris, Mark Mavaro, Phil McCarthy, Stephen Baker. Pepper Johnson. Pepper Johnson. No, I think Pepper Johnson didn't show up to 90. But either either or, that was that was a good linebacking club. Hey, that's it, fellas. I mean, it just seemed like, like I was about to say before I uh, mistakenly skipped over King Dre. That's it, man. Football season is, is a wrap, man. It's Tired a wrap. Life, man. Not so fast. Not so fast, Doc. <laughs> we have a merger with the XFL and the USFL. Not so fast. Football ain't going nowhere. I'm actually excited about that. I think that's going to be yeah, a. Yeah, but I think it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be like the G League for uh, for the NFL. Big E. Probably with a little bit more height. The G League, Big E. I'm excited for it too. I'm, excited for it too. <laughs> I'm saying that in the sense of they don't really have a lot of uh, ways for players to go pro to get to the NFL. This is a pathway. Like you see, you see people pulling people from the G League, moving them up, moving them down all the time. I think essentially the USFL, XFL merger could be something like that for the NFL. It should be. It should be. You know what I'm saying? There's too many There's too many kids out there that yeah, need yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is going to be the, 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 the perfect outlet I'm for excited. that to happen. You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it too. Um, I think it was me and Greasy, we said give it. If they take their time and they market it, the XFL and USFL right. Now, by the time we're about ready to sit down and then, well, we'll be enjoying our golden years by then, but you're going to see another uh, merger. They'll, we'll have a true, the NFL is going to swallow that league too. Here's why I think they will, because this is a pathway, because you know how the, uh, the NFL wants to expand. You yeah. can use that XFL and USFL yeah. merger Yep. to to yep. go overseas and make that a, a, a pathway to the NFL. And then that's how you end up landing a, a, a true professional team overseas for them to play. So I think that's in the cards, and that's I think this is that pathway to it. So pretty soon so, we'll have a we'll have a uh, NFL team in London because, you know, they like to go we'll to London. Have an NFL, we'll have we'll one or two things. We'll have an NFL team in London, which I think would be difficult to pull off. Just because of the time frames, but I do know what we're gonna have more NFL teams. One thing we like is our football. And what's wow. better than football? More football. So we can I, get I football. think the first one will be Mexico City. Not a way to turn football into uh, when does uh, it start? Year Until March or April? Yeah, with more teams and more money. Yeah, we're gonna find a way to do that. But that's I can see it coming. I can see basically another Joe Namath. Some dude, some hot shot from the USFL or whatever the league they got going over there. Hey, we're gonna beat them dudes in the NFL. I can see it coming. It's already lining up for it. If they play the cards right, if they don't get greedy like Donald Trump did, small potatoes ESPN 30 30, and try to take on the NFL when they clearly were not ready, you can see the USFL and the uh uh the uh, AFL, yeah, uh, AFL. AFL, yeah, and trying to make that thing happen at a merger. So yeah, or they could keep it separated. I mean, if they can grow their brand and just leave it alone, we could just watch football all year round. But with that right. being said, we really got to slide up out of here. Um, we got basketball season. Think, it's right I around think the corner. Out of point. And what's that? Football season is over, man. Um, I think we, we wanted to add man. something to what you were saying, Doc. No, no, we straight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, Doc. It just, it, uh, it just. 
It just time flies. Time flies by entirely too fast. It's February, people. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> February. And we was just doing our conference championships and our conference preview shows and all that. And we got to get up out of here. Like, next week we'll be back and we'll recap whatever happened in the Super Bowl. And we're going to push on and we're going to get to this NBA All-Star game. They went back to East and West. Boring. The NF- NBA's got a major problem. They got a they, big, they, big, big problem. They're boring. I love basketball, but this product sucks. Doc, you said funny how time flies. The NBA is horrible. It is man. terrible. I can't. I, I, oh, Doc, man. Don't close us out, man. We'll be all night if we get to talk about how trash, trash the NBA is. Yeah. Boy. Got a little music for y'all. Yeah, go ahead and close us out, man. And NBA, the NBA is bad, and we're going to talk about the. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel you with that, Janet, boy. Oh, yeah. The NBA is bad. The NBA is bad. It's been a pleasure being back. It's been a pleasure chopping up with everybody, the fellas on the one, two, and three. We're going to get back to uh, chopping this thing up for y'all, man. We're going to get back on that audio thing, man. It's been a blast, but yeah. We're back in Studio 5 with one, two, three, four, five. Dr. Producer, Coach Herb, Juice Man, Big E, Greasy the Dog. We're back in the state. Y'all know how we do it. Y'all don't be afraid to share this video, like this video, tell your friends about it. But, yeah, that's a wrap. Super Bowl Sunday. Y'all enjoy that. Just on the sports show, and we will holler.